Welcome back to Merely Roleplayers, where theatrical people play role-playing games. I'm Matt, and I've been getting lots of practice bringing the drama while Space Master Chris sets the scene. Back in December I went to Dragon Meet, the one-day tabletop games convention in London, and within about half an hour of arriving I was offered the chance to make a guest appearance on the Formal Gamer podcast. So I joined a Dungeons & Dragons party as Bagra, the half-orc baker, solving puzzles to convince an obviously dodgy estate agent to give us a discount off the asking price of a house we, for some reason, wanted to buy, despite it being full of traps, dead bodies and squatters in strange masks. In the spirit of the formal gamer, I'd like to formally apologise on behalf of the whole adventuring party to the people who viewed the property after us. We misinterpreted a puzzle pretty catastrophically, and it might have left a bit of a mess. If you want to hear the full story, head over to formalgamer.com and look for their first Dragon Meat bonus episode. Then while that's downloading, please decant your drinks into plastics and take your seats. Act 3 of Parallax Inverted will begin after this from our friends at Kaiju FM. Hey folks, my name's Rob, and I spent the last 15 years working in the British film industry, making movies of all kinds. And my best friend Sam, and he spent the last 15 years being educated beyond all mortal means. He's got a doctorate, he's got a master's, he's the smartest man I know. And each week, we come together and we talk about movies. We talk about the colours in them, we talk about the characters in them, we talk about the themes and the ideas they present. If you like movies like we like movies, we're here each week in Kaiju FM, Talking about movies. Find us wherever you get podcasts. The story so far. He talked about these like three ultramassive black holes, and they're the centre of the universe, and nobody seems to know to know what that is, and that seems like strange because you would expect everybody to know. I'm pretty sure it's just a cube. This is the, fir- the third person who's told you that the centre of the galaxy is just a cube. It's always just been a cube. <laughs> Ugh, I've got a horrible feeling I'm in a different reality. Life's a game, the world's a stage, and we're all merely players. So you have travelled to planet Vesta, training post uh, of some prominence. It's not conclave governed, but there's a heavy conclave presence there. For you, Vicky, it seems strange. In your experience, most planets like this, even though they do have a heavy conclave presence, like it's kind of maligned and Mm -hmm. no one here really seems that bothered. Like they're just sort of cracking on with it. The conclave are just doing their thing. Everyone else is just doing their thing. You you don't have the, the... the same sort of people in the street yelling and waving propaganda around being before being yeah. dragged off by... No one seems tense or anxious or yeah, irritated. Yeah, just kind of getting, getting on with it. Yeah. Matt, you have had, uh, well, you've escorted members of your crew to basically drop off at a conclave outpost. Mm-hmm. The part of the Ren that you have, which doesn't garner you the bounty, okay. but they have been looking for this for quite some time. And, you know, it is considered of worth... Mm-hmm. They might be able to read the databanks better than I did. As a result, uh, you, you you consider to have com- completed a useful job, even mm-hmm. if it wasn't something you wasn't quite the result they were <laughs> hoping for. Largely, it's it's quite lush around this area, but uh, on closer inspection, you can see all the sort of lush plant life grows out of a sort of mesh that's sort of woven into the ground under the town, and uh, you know full well that the rest of the planet is pretty much very sparse and mm-hmm. like desert. 
That said, it's a place with lots of stuff of value. And after you've completed your regular business, you find yourself in a nice sort of bar working out what you're going to do with your human cargo. <laughs> so can part of my regular business be my signature bounty hunting move? Yep. I just want to see if there's any good bounties about. So I'm checking the bulletin board uh, and that's an eight. So I get one lead. Around these parts, they, they tend to be very minor crimes mm-hmm. and pretty much confined to the city. Or if not, it's someone who's run off into the desert having committed a minor <laughs> crime in the city. Okay. There is simply one bounty poster for, I mean, not a lot of guilders, but, you know, decent pocket money. With the size of your ship, you, you don't consider it, like, hugely worthwhile, but it's a little frog-like <laughs> fellow called Jeudo. He basically uh, robbed, a, robbed a small uh, business that he worked at and has disappeared off into the desert. All right, I'm keeping my eye out for Jeudo. Jeudo. So we're gathered in a bar. One that I think the three of us have drunk in before. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the Mystics and me. Um, our usual... Uh, <laughs> that's you. Yeah, that's, that's the film. That's our, <laughs> Mystics and me. Yeah, where we normally like reconvene before we leave the planet again. Uh-huh. Just to... It's an airport bar. Oh, God, <laughs> it is. Oh, it's the Petra. Tiny knives and forks. Oh, no. <laughs> really expensive points. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they've only got the basic, like the same the same beer selection that everybody has. Yeah, so yeah. They don't have anything specialist. And you can see across the... Uh, uh, you know, the sort of the main street, mm-hmm. the executive lounge, <laughs> which is big glass fronted building. Everyone in there having a lovely time. Oh. <laughs> so free exotic sandwiches. cocktails and their free sandwiches. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, uh, due to your bounty not quite delivering as much as you would have hoped, you, you, can't, you, can't, you can't treat the boys oh. to. No, rounds on me, I suppose. <laughs> I'm with you, right? Yeah. Yes. This is my probably my first time drinking alcohol. Oh. What? So uh, this is uh, some kind of space beer. Yeah. It's, mm. Have you? Do you not have that wherever it is you come from? I've just. I've not had a lot of normal human experiences, so everything's kind of a first for me. It's in sort of metallic canister with like windowed sides, so you know you still see how much you've got in the glass, but the metallic canister has an outer side that keeps your beer. Just ice cold nice. at all Ooh. times. I wouldn't have too much of it given your volatility. Okay. The first time I did, foam came out my ears. <laughs> Tucking into a beer. Me too. My space beer. Does foam come out? Why did you wear the foam? <laughs> in the foam. <laughs> you put like a towel around your shoulders. <laughs> my beer towel. So we've got a question to answer of what we're going to do with you. Are you planning to leave me here? No, we're not. Are we, Matthew? <laughs> Are we? <laughs> I think she should come with us. I mean, you've. I'm. I'm going to be brutally honest here. I'm. I'm. I'm afraid to have you on my ship I after un- what I saw. I understand. Today. I feel like if I tell if if I tell you guys everything, then maybe you know you can decide on a plan of action, and then at least you know like everything that's going on. I think we yes, we're we're amenable to hearing you out. Okay, this is going to sound insane, but. I was born and raised by um, the Conclave in a lab as an experiment. I think there are others like me, but I don't I don't know. And that is why I, or I think that is why I can do the things that I can do. And a lot of it is outside of my control. So I am very sorry about what happened in the corridor on the ship. And I didn't mean to frighten you, but that d- it does tend to happen sometimes, especially if I'm frustrated or disappointed or um, anxious or emotionally affected in some way. It just kind of builds up inside me and I have been trying to learn to take control of it, but some stuff happened recently that has made it increasingly difficult to control. But basically what what I think um, has happened 
is that I am in some, or we are in some kind of simulated version of reality. What? Mm. And I know that that sounds insane, but the way that the uh, universe is run on proto-matter is uh, by making decisions based on the best versions of reality, and they come from a simulation who I think is actually a sentient being called Sim, and me and my the crew I was with on the Ren, Captain Ellie Pitkin and Dave and a guy called Bing and Alex the Mechanoid may have released it when it asked us to help it. And I think it's created a different version of reality and that that's what we're in right now. So you were tricked, is that what you're saying? I, I think it it made it seem like in the version of reality that I come from, which you guys don't seem to be aware of, the Conclave are the kinds of people that do experiments on small children and turn them into human tempests. Does this sound like the sort of thing that the Conclave we know would do? The Conclave have just run everything. They run a tight ship. It's been lovely. They're a benign dictatorship. <laughs> it's just been absolutely... Yeah. You know, like, and, there, and there's okay. transparency. It's not like they could cover up something like this if they were doing it. They probably mm-hmm. could, but at the same time... It sounds yeah. laughable. Like, it's, why would they? It's like, why would they? Everything's why going would so they well. Bother? I'd like to pierce her, her, <laughs> her like words. A... Yeah, I was going to say, you need to finish that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, heart. No, no, no. I'm going to have a little look to see whether she's just insane. <laughs> yeah, so that's just a seven. If anything, she sounds more collected and more sure. sincere than before. So assuming that what you're saying is true, what do you think is the best way to end this situation quickly? I think we need to do something about Sim. He was talking to me. I've never seen him. But he was talking to me in the Wren, in the crystally orb thing. And then he said something about leaving me there for the rest of my short, short life. And then I didn't hear from him again. And then you guys turned up. I don't know how long later. In his creation is a key part of that. Yeah, in his creation. Yeah. So, And I thought he meant the orb, but maybe he meant... His reality. When did he create it? Because I've, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure I've been alive a while. Yes. I've read some history books. You're very old hmm. as a Starkey, and you know lots of galactic history. There's, we weren't created a week ago, were we? I don't think so. Unless he can create. I guess if you can create someone, you can create. Yeah, you, you have a full, you have a full life's worth of yeah. memories. This is strange. Well, let's go on. You can see in the bar. There's a large, I guess, like map of mm-hmm. like prominent sectors of the galaxy, all arranged around its core, which is this big blue cube. As as everyone knows, of course, <laughs> it's a central cube. The symbol they mark it with on the map seems familiar to you. Yeah, and you realise it's the same geometric shape as appeared on the screens. Oh, Whenever yeah. Sim spoke to you through the ship. Yeah, this this symbol here on this map, that does mean something to you? Yes, it's a symbol for the, cent- uh, the core of the galaxy, of course, yes. Every time Sim spoke to us on the Ren, that's the symbol that appeared on the screen. Because I don't think he's not a... He doesn't have a human form. So he could be here now? Listening to us? I hadn't considered that. I'd like to scry my future in the next sort of, like, half an hour. I don't want to, like, go long term... <laughs> I want to know whether what we're talking about here is going to get us in some deep shit, basically. <laughs> yep. That's a very good idea. So this sounds all a bit sort of scary and <laughs> so weird. what do you want? Up to up to sort of leaving the planet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like necking our drinks and going, I think, is sort of like the okay. uh, the thing. So, so I guess in this situation, you ask me the three questions yeah. you want to yeah. know about. Oh, that's an uh, eight. In the next half an hour, do I see us in danger? 
or see me in danger. Like you don't see any danger, like on the in the in the immediate future, like the, on on the planet Vesta. Okay. Um, what do I see me doing in the next sort of half an hour or so? Uh, and how do I see my? Sort of, so my three questions: What am I doing, and how do I see him in the next sort of? Ponderous, really. You you, you seem to, like you'll okay. spend the next short while piecing together. Okay. Or, or try and also trying to come to terms with the idea, possibly on a spiritual level, that you might be in a simulation. You have no strong, you have no strong reason to believe or disbelieve that. I don't think we're in any trouble right now, but I think prudence is key here. You think we should leave? I think we should just act normally, do what we would normally do, and be on our way within the next short while, at least. Good. I can get on board with that. Uh, what we need to do is decide. When we get on our way, where are we going and what are we doing? You, you talked about we need to do something about Sim. It sounds like this thing is after you and I'm happy to help, but we do need to get paid. And, you know, if I'm going to put my crew in danger, I need to, I need to have some sort of assurances. And also, if this isn't, if this isn't, isn't too existential for one drink deep, <laughs> uh, if we, if we do something, as you put it, about Sim, and it turns out that Sim is simulating all of us. Uh, what happens to us? I was thinking the same thing. Um, I don't know. When we get back on the ship, I think I might need to stare into the abyss. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she says she's done that before and she survived, presumably with her mind intact. <laughs> Are you talking about... Now, we, we've had... Uh, there was that one time that Tully looked into the... Um, yeah, she's never been the same since. Into the proto-space... Core when it was unshielded and uh, yeah, it did something to his to his brain. Is that the sort of thing that we're talking about here? Yes, got a very strange accent, didn't you, from it? <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps we should go and talk to him about it. Right <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, when you talk about when you talk about the abyss, uh, I get the sense that this does this have anything to do with proto crystal and the the stuff at the core? Yes, that's right. Well, I would join we, you in that, my friend. We have. <laughs> We have an abundance of that on the ship, and we can always get more. So, back to the ship? Back to the ship. I think we should, um, those of us who are able to handle the abyss should have a go. We need some guidance here. I'm looking at you here, Junior. Oh, I see. Sorry. <laughs> the phone was getting in my eyes. <laughs> Bring your towel with you. I've told you this before. Well, I'm happy to go and stare into stuff. Yeah. Sounds fun. <laughs> All right, so we head back to the Bad Moon Rising. Um, I think we go up by space elevator. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, cool. Is there a docking station in orbit? Yeah, there's like a... Geostationary bit, and you yeah. go up to a sort of ring in space. Yep, and all the ships are just sort of slotted in around the circumference of it. Yeah, so we get the next space elevator car up from the <laughs> straight from the airport bar. <laughs> just jump in the tube at the back of the airport bar. And straight up the space elevator to the docking station and back to the ship. Um, and we're going to disengage. All right, all of you, tell me what you need. Have we got what we need on the ship or do you need me to take you somewhere to do your staring? Should we go and look at our engine then? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Do that. And if that's not enough, uh, I'm going to plot a course for the, the cube. Okay. We have nothing else. We can always mine some of the cube and, yeah. um, and get some money that way, I suppose. Shall we? I think so. I'm going to go with you, Vicky, and see how this works. It okay. sounds fun. Sounds is like it fun? fun? Was it fun? Um, fun isn't exactly the word I would use, but yeah, let's uh, let's see what happens. As long as the abyss doesn't stare back, we're going to be totally fine. Uh, we go to the where are we going to? Like the I, I will come on. I'll show you the I'll show you the the engine. Great. We're not allowed to touch bits of it. 
Okay. So I'm going to be on the bridge. I, there's no captain's chair. It's more of like the place you stand like Nick Fury on the helicopter. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense, yeah. Um, and I've got all the engine controls so that if they need me to ramp it up, ramp it down, open, so it up, really open up the shielding. I was really hoping you'd have your leg over the side like a young king. <laughs> <laughs> looking ponderous. No, I stand very square. <laughs> Okay, Stratos, can you get him to, like, open up the, like, whatever metal flap there is on the core so that we can see into it, probably? Oh, yeah, sure. Captain, we're ready. If you could uh, open the flap, we'll get staring. <laughs> <laughs> I think probably this this only works if the drive is, like, active and we're making a jump, right? Yeah, Does I think you're going to spool up, I I'm, thought. Yeah, I'm spooling up and I'm going to start, I presume, it's probably a series of jumps to the core, but I'm yes. going to make a jump closer to the core. So I guess everything starts spinning and going so, work. Yeah, this, you know, I think, like, parts of the metallic sort of casing start shifting around yeah. it and... Uh, one part just moves aside in a more deliberate fashion, which you've referred to as the flap. Yeah. <laughs> so, that was me. And you can see what you know to be basically a lot of fine dust of protocrystal, which uh, hovers in the middle of this thing like a just sort of orb. And sort of it's like a swirling, almost like a marble in the centre, but you know it's actually like lots of tiny, tiny fine dust of protocrystal in this perfect geometric orb. And you get staring. Okay. Good luck. I'm going to roll plus alien, friends. That is an 8, 9, 10. 10, sweet. Uh, On a 10 plus, you are shown a dark vision to lend you insight. You may ask the Abyss a question, and the Abyss will answer. Where can I find Sim? You get this sudden jolt. You're basically staring through everything at this point, and you just get a vision of walking into the cube at the centre of the universe Mm -hmm. through a what looks like a a board hole and walking down this corridor this rough hewn sort of drilled hole until it suddenly becomes very uniform in the middle sort of like a labyrinth as you walk through this you find a struggle to explain it like shifting geometric shape like in too many dimensions Mm -hmm. in the centre and you look around for any sign of anything have nothing before just stepping into this moving uh, shape Okay. Whew. Okay. So we're definitely going to the right place if we're going to the core, but did you want to have a go at staring into the abyss? Yes. 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 <laughs> I would love to stare into the abyss. <laughs> Prior to this, though, the abyss does stare back. For what does your character crave forgiveness? And from whom? I'd like to ask forgiveness um, from Alex because when I exploded uh, with my storm, I frazzled his circuits. You took away his beautiful robot yeah. body but i have his personality and his soul so i'm hoping that i can make amends by booting him back up again I've stratos got... <laughs> into the abyss, dude. it is a rush <laughs> i'm monitoring both their vitals yeah. a six Ooh. you stare into the abyss oh, dude. too rashly <laughs> oh god you are not so head i'm not yeah, i was going to head into abyss <laughs> and have a look around bombarded with Horrible memories and regrets, and you feel like you're staring into yourself. What is Stratos's darkest desire? Secretly, he he wants to replace uh, Starkey at any cost. And what terrifies Stratos to the core? I think rejection terrifies him, which is perhaps why he's kind of in this order and wants to keep rising through it. Because if be he thinks of something. if he can be high up in the order, then people can't reject him anymore. <laughs> Pull my head out and go. Don't like the abyss. <laughs> Hello.
the jump ends and the ship snaps back into real space. Yeah, like I think as as the point like the, the point where you, you spool up the drive, that's when you stare into the abyss. And I think as the jump's made, something automatic just shuts the flap. Yeah. yeah. Snaps you out of it and you feel just that strange mm-hmm. feeling in your stomach you get whenever the subspace drive kicks in. Yeah. Well, that's only your second time jumping with a subspace drive. You've been jumping around all different ways. Oh, I've got all kinds of jumps in my, in my, <laughs> drill in my backstory. Drill space, proto-space. <laughs> terrible drill spacing, I mean, honestly. Stratos, status report, both your vitals are going crazy. The abyss is... Uh, I'm just going to walk away and have a sit down. <laughs> <laughs> um, He'll be fine in a bit. Staring into the abyss is... Tough for beginners. <laughs> I love how chill you are now staring into the abyss after your one previous I love time. Star- two previous times. <laughs> staring into the abyss, you know, it's the whole thing. So um, I stared into the abyss and I think we need to go to the centre of the cube at the centre of the universe. Good, well, good to know we're going the right way. Any more insight into what might happen to all of us if you're right about this? I don't know, but maybe that's a question for <laughs> Mr. Key. <laughs> Sir Key, Sir Starkey. <laughs> Starkey. Oh, I can give it a go, I suppose, yes. Um, well, what would you like to know? So when I uh, stared into the abyss, it showed me walking down a hole bored into the side of the cube and then a shape um, spinning in the middle and I just stepped into it and that's where the vision ended. And I would like to know what the result of that is going to be. Okay, so I rolled a seven total. Okay, so how do I see her actually getting into that sort of port space? So you pretty much see the ship opening fire with everything it's got on this protocube. <laughs> it is blinding to look directly at any impact made on the protomatter. But after a good while, you simply blow chunks out of it. It's not a big hole compared to the size of the cube. The cube is very big. Yeah. It's a very big cube. Well, um, how do we feel about being aggressive towards the cube? As in blowing a bloody great hole into it? Well, we've we've mined protocrystal before. We've carved through it before. We know it. the ship's capable of it. Is the cube at the centre of the universe fulfilling a purpose? Are we going to destabilise things if we make that big well, a dent in it? Everything which has a place serves a purpose, of course, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> Wise words. I don't think that we are going to be destroying the cube, merely opening a hole. I just, I, it, I'm uncomfortable being taking such rash action based on visions and prophecies. It just seems like there are all sorts of possible consequences. I'll keep jumping us towards there, but I, I, oh, the far, yes, not... the future has been murky. I must say, we've only really got the word of our friend here to go by. I haven't been able to pierce the veil of any more truth. I'm afraid. I'd just like to ask you a question quickly, Vicky. Yeah. When you released this sim. Yeah. What was it encased in? How did you release it in the first place? So we had to go to... The Conclave had a kind of spaceship surrounding the three black holes at the centre of the universe, and... A spaceship surrounding the three black holes? Yeah, and we had to basically go in and shut down the power system that was keeping Sim in whatever Sim was being kept in. But we never actually... The the action that we had to take was in a different place to where Sim was released from. But we heard him... 
kept getting transmissions from it and we had a transmission thanking us for releasing it just before everything kind of went crazy. You also saw something coming out of uh, what did you the see? black holes. What did you see coming out of the black holes? Just kind of like ten- tendrils and tentacles and then... Like what we saw at the cube? They weren't crystalline like no. that. It was just a dark shape. You could only really make like, it yeah. in front of space, I guess, like in front of stars and yeah. kind of thing. It was like a shadow. A shadow that blotted out the stars. Mm. Vast, presumably? Yes. And tendrils. Yeah. I've never heard of such a beast. I'm I mean, not sure if it's actually a thing or not. I mean, whatever it is, it sounds like bad news. I'm not disputing that. I'm not sure whether it's a good thing or not that Sim is in control of the reality that we're currently existing in. Could it be that this Sim is keeping this creature at bay, and if we destroy Sim, this creature emerges? I'm not sure if they're not one and the same. Maybe we just need to go and talk to this Sim person. I like the sound of talking first. Well, Sim tried to attack us, if you remember. That is true. When we got close. Doesn't seem like the talking type, but I'm happy to give it a go. I think if he's a creature that can create an entire reality, if he wanted us destroyed, he probably wouldn't have just sent a few bits of, like, crystal to fly at me. I mean, that was, that was like, shoot target practice. Right. This is getting ridiculous. All the speculation, all the visions, I want answers. Let's go. Okay. For once, Matt, <laughs> I like your style. <laughs> Very well. So I'm spooling up the drive again to get it's, us it's probably, to the It's probably two jumps. Who's running for these jumps? Uh, I will. You're actually <laughs> in the engine room, so you can help. <laughs> uh, he just pulls the lever over again like a slot machine. Eight. Either we take one damage or trouble catches up with us. Oh, let's I have some trouble. Think oh, we just have some trouble, yeah. You drop out of subspace Mm -hmm. and in the far distance you can see the small blue speck Mm -hmm. of the core still a foolish distance to travel without a jump but from that like you you, you're taking like the safest routes that you know Mm -hmm. through the galaxy they're pretty much like mapped routes like if you're going here you go there 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 like it's a pretty standard sort of jump pattern you emerge to see a shape that you recognize as the slow loris (laughs) (laughs) Could you describe the slow loris to us? It's significantly bigger than the Bad Moon Rising. I've, I imagine it as bit like where whereas whereas we're like sleek and predatory, I imagine the slow loris as being a bit more like bulbous, mm-hmm. uh, especially in like where at the back where the drive is. And I think it's more it is the ship is more tooled up than ours but they don't have as many like they focus on concentrating fire with the ship they are a blunt instrument rather than necessarily scrambling lots of nimble fighters and stuff so it's it's big and it's intimidating and it's bristling with weapons but doesn't have the all the shuttle bays and like fighter launch tubes that we've got not subtle no so you can see on your console Seconds after exiting uh, subspace that you are being hailed. Who's that? Oh, long-time friends of ours, I suppose you could say. If you can fight, which I think you probably can, I'd get ready. Man, what? All points, all points, puce alert. Scramble, scramble to fight. That's the worst one. The worst because I'm not asking them to launch yet. It's not a claret. It's no, it's not a claret yet. (laughs) Ready, ready for launch, but do not launch yet. Do not. We are not going to invoke hostilities here. Are Uh, you you scrambling? I'm I'm scrambling. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I'll come down with you on this one as well. Keep an eye on you. Good plan. Vicky, can you fly a fighter? Definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) See you later. (laughs) 
And I'm going to accept the hail. Well, 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 what have we here? Hello. Fancy coming across you boys. Oh, it must feel so nice to have the drop on us for once, Eli. You know what? It kind of does. Yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> See, I know you didn't take in the whole ship. I know you got nothing from him. And how would you know that, Eli? Tell you this. I left Vesta before you. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to take that bounty weeks ago. Ren, Beacon's been going for a week and a half. You found something on there, didn't you? Well, you'd know what we found if you'd tracked it down faster, wouldn't you? But we got there. You didn't. Oh, he, thinks, so... he thinks he's funny. He thinks he's funny. He thinks he's funny. And ahead of you, you can see uh, fighters just dropping mm-hmm. down either side of the uh, thing. They, so, they sort of mm-hmm. tumble out the sides of the slow loris and then just sort of hover up against uh-huh. next to it. Uh, it's, it's, got, it's got six fighters, like three flanking at either side. Shields up. Deploy fighters. Defensive formation. roll my future. Now I'm going to roll his future because I want to look after him. He's got a destiny. Uh, make sure he gets there. <laughs> I think he has to sort of allow this. Is <laughs> he? No, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down You're for that. Yeah, yeah, this Slides is like, pretty well this is standard operating procedure for us, I think. He works out what's uh, going on. That's a nine. Yep, nine. Uh, so you asked me three questions. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, what danger do I, might I face? Uh, you see that while engaging the fighters, which are, they're tooled, like they're, they're, they're similar to yours. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're not, they're not weak. Another couple of vessels drop from below the, below the slow loris and uh, start making their way towards Towards Bad Moon Rising. So we have two extra fighters than we see right now, so be mindful yeah. of those. Uh-huh. And they're different. What fortune do I see myself enjoying? I mean, the, cl- the glory of battle. <laughs> you love it. Oh, yes, you're having a jolly good time. Who do you see me with? When you're out there, it's you. I, you, I, I don't know if you're intending jump- to fly currently. I'm jumping so, in. So, yeah, it's the, t- it's the two of you and the, the rest of the other mm. fighter crew. But uh, a little further down the line, they see you back on the ship with everybody but the alarms are still going off on the ship it mm. sees you back oh. on the bad moon rising but sure. not in a state of peace well here we go reverse the flag junior punch it so he's like this crying down literally while putting yeah. it up and, uh, <laughs> and we're off <laughs> do you just pull the tops down yeah. like an x-wing like a flimsy <laughs> pretty much yeah. <laughs> the battle of britain school of space <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah. flimsy flimsy cockpits that's what yeah. you need in that's a, you in a fighter Eli, you're going about this all wrong. The girl knows something. She's a more value to the conclave than, than the ship. Yeah, but you're missing the big picture here. Look where we're heading. You try and pull this every time. You're missing the big picture, Eli. Oh, look over there, Eli. The three-headed monkey. Oh, not this time, Matt. Not this time. Hey. And he just <laughs> cut, like, cuts it off. And you see the fighters just sort of yeah. beeline towards you. All points. Engage. Engage. <laughs> Fighters just shooting out there. Yeah. Uh, what range are we at from his actual ship? You're quite far away, mm-hmm. uh, like the, the, the mid range. So, what's that? Engaged, I guess, with big, sh- yeah. with big ships, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're not at the dangerous broadside level. <laughs> Thankfully. Yeah. You two, along with. What are the other comets? Like, how do, like are they just comet one, comet two? Do you know them? Uh, Fred and George. And <laughs> Brian. Brian. <laughs> Fred and Brian. Yep. Okay, sold. <laughs> I get to act first. 
yeah, in a situation. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna laser him. I'm gonna unleash a laser barrage at his ship. Uh, okay. Candace, target the slow Loris. Already done, Captain. I've always I've always got a lock on the slow Loris. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Candace, you're uh, speaking my language. <laughs> No, Andy. Captain, finally, you are speaking my <laughs> <laughs> Such a bitch. <laughs> you hear overcomes. oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> so with Candace's help, I am rolling at advantage. So I've got an eight for firefight. The lasers do one damage. Cool. Pew. I don't, I'm not imagining like a pew, like a... Yeah, it's, like a, a, la- it's a laser. It's yeah. A <laughs> yeah, it's a solid beam. It's a big cutting laser. Yes. You see it make impact with something in front of the ship and you'd see the recognisable blue yeah. like ripple of uh, yeah. shielding. In which case, can I, for my one that I get to choose for rolling an eight, uh, can I discharge the lasers and deal double? Uh, yes. So it nice. does two damage. So, yeah, so towards basically towards the end of this big arcing cut you sort of put up across the slow loris, it just so you like as as it moves up, you just see the chips sort of start to flicker. And... Captain, I have, um, a pl- I've got a, I've got a plan and I'm as surprised as anyone else. <laughs> I'm finally rubbing off on you. I'm so proud of you. We're learning from one another. That was really good how you just shot him like that. <laughs> I think you're both learning from me, actually. <laughs> Everybody's learning. We've been on such a journey. <laughs> okay, What's well, in the, the in the spirit of learning, don't tell me the plan, just do it. I trust you. Okay, um, but it means we're going to have to board the ship, capture it, and use it to, to shoot our way into the cube like that plan. I'm going for it. <laughs> I think there's a way that I can help you. Do you guys have a gun turret? Yeah, we do. I'm off. I like uh, this plan. <laughs> Don't um, wreck it. <laughs> I'm hesitant, but I trust you, young junior. Stratos, wait until I give you a signal and then head straight for the ship. Okay. Running down to the turret, running down to the turret, <laughs> yeah. getting into the gun turret, assuming that it's one of those like 360 yeah, situations. Absolutely. So like strap myself in. <laughs> uh, I think there's some good dogfighting probably happens at yeah. that time as you yeah. like you move okay, into, okay. Okay. into these other fighters. What do I do? Uh, so generally speaking, it works pretty much the same way as uh, combat would work. So uh, you're rolling volatile. Person to person, it's rolling, uh, it's a firefight, it's a roll plus volatile. <laughs> That's, no! that's snake eyes. <laughs> that's a four. Oh dear. Shit, mate. And you're the volatile one. Yeah. So you, uh, you're coming in on these fighters. You're, you're, you're sort of second in one arc of the fighter formation. You, you bash bum that you think will fire guns. <laughs> and uh, you, you, you technology <laughs> And uh, alongside you, Stratos, you just see a couple of latches just open up on the wing and a flap just open on the wing. It's like, it's not that one. <laughs> I can't find the button. <laughs> <laughs> These new fangled controls. Back in my day, this was clearer. I get the manual out nice and on the screen. Oh, use a manual download. Oh. Well, if he's done that, I assume he's now kind of in danger. Yeah, he's like, oh, shit, then he's so can I uh, sweep into whichever fire at whichever thing is going to be harrying him the most? And therefore be protecting the weak. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Whatever he was trying to shoot at. I'm weak. I'm weak. Cool. Your shit's weak. Yeah, just uh, protecting the stupid. <laughs> You're weak, mate. Double six. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. 
Oh, how, how do you want to do this? <laughs> I'm just going to come screaming in from the side and just try it. I don't know if I'm going to do enough damage to completely destroy the ship I'm facing, but if I don't, then I'm definitely discharging. Yeah, I'm just going to fly in from the side and unleash my auto cannons. I am going to discharge to deal double harm, which is four. So who, the, 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 the one in, like, that was coming straight for him, just it's, it just blows up. I think that happens and he brings a manual down to see, like, oh, maybe... <laughs> It must have pressed the right button. Nailed it. <laughs> I'm getting good at this. Um, I'm then going to do you're able to discharge and take a moment to recover. Yeah. So I can roll recover. Yeah. I have to roll recover, don't yeah. I? Yeah, still. Yes, yeah. Okay, so that's still... a seven. You okay. take a little too long. You can choose two from the recover list, but your enemy gets a chance to get into a better position. Oh, well. Okay, so I've recharged my um my gun at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you swoop in fairly ostentatiously like it doesn't take them the uh, other fighters really long to pin you as we should probably get rid of him <laughs> so uh, but it, with my third one for the firefight yeah i am going to impress dismay or frighten my enemy yeah so i am going they to i'm going to frighten them <laughs> in that one of their people has been taken out in very very right. short order yeah by a, a surprisingly <laughs> aggressive fighter i'm in the gun turret so I'm going to be fi- I'm going to fire on the ships that are probably like starting to position themselves. So the turret is works at crash dogfighting or broadside. Okay. So, so if you want to shoot at the big ship, I might have to get you closer. But if you want to shoot at the fighters, maybe. I just want to act destructively. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is, you would be firing into a dogfight. I feel like I'm like, <laughs> like shooting at the. They do that in Star Wars all the time. <laughs> you can do it. I'm just saying that's what's happening. Like, it's not like you're in the midst of the dogfight. The dogfight's happening between your two big yeah, ships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, are we close there. enough for that? Yeah. You can hit any, th- any of these things you want. Oh, oh. that's a four. <laughs> <laughs> no. At least I did a fail, though. Uh, the turret does one damage. So, oh, yeah, well, you, you know. fire wildly into uh, the firefight, and one of the ones that was sort of uh, manoeuvring around to get the drop on you, Stratos, uh, mm-hmm. just takes a, a glancing hit. Okay. But a couple of the others that were people around afraid of Stratos and <laughs> not getting involved with that guy uh, are coming over and basically just moving to strafe uh, mm-hmm. the Bad Moon Rising. I did that in order to spend one of my storm. So I'm hoping that I can spend one of my storm to frighten those who are on the slow loris by altering reality for a moment for okay. them. So what I'm it. going to make them think is that the whole ship is on fire. <laughs> Their ship oh, is on fire. Shit. So as soon as Strat and the others arrive on the ship, they'll all be trying to like run away from fire and defend, like beating a fire and trying to put a fire out. And he's just going to go straight to the bridge. Okay, so yeah, so you, you blast at this uh, ship, but what you're actually aiming to do is, is you basically fire a warning shot across them, and yeah. you see this, like, basically envision for them just this, yeah. this blanket of fire just taking sort of one half of their ship, yeah. where, like, where the, your shot went over. You're taking harm from the fighter on the bad moon. How much? So it's auto cannon, so it's two. Two harm. Okay, so we're taking superficial damage, we're scorched, and uh, we're going to take a hull breach, friends. Oh. Okay. <laughs> been 
listening to Merely Role Players. You can look us up wherever you find podcasts, on Twitter at Merely Roleplay and at Facebook.com slash Merely Roleplayers. Reviews and kind words are all very much appreciated, and we hope you'll join us again for our next episode. Is there anything stopping me just spooling up the subspace drive and just ghosting? Uh, I mean, I think there's definitely uh, a time. <laughs> like okay. You've literally just dropped out. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to cool down a bit. 33 Fine. minutes, I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Appropriate yeah. amount of time for spooling up a subspace drive. Yeah.